the volume. Football is back. No more preseason games. No more combined team practices. The regular season is here. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on Game Time, the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S. And I live in New York City. So I'm going on Game Time this NFL Week 1. I'm punching tickets to Cowboys at Giants Sunday Night Football at MetLife. I'm going to stay in the parking lot, pitch a tent, throw on hard knocks, and stay for Bills Mafia at Jets Monday Night Football for the debut of now number eight, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Of all these games, Week 1, look at what I get on Game Time. For last-minute amazing deals, on tickets to see your favorite football team, download GameTime. Download the GameTime app and redeem code MONACO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the GameTime app and enter code MONACO. That's M-O-N-A-C-O for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, welcome into another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. We are here, baby. We did it. Thursday night football, Lions, Chiefs. I'm absolutely fired up, fro up naturally. No gel, no caffeine needed. We're going all in on today's episode for Thursday night football. And here's the thing. A riveting storyline out the gate, and it's not for ideal purposes, but Travis Kelsey, with this hyperextension, not only has fantasy betters going ballistic, we'll talk that out at the end of the show, not only has the line moving, again, this was a line that was initially hung around plus seven, chilled for most of the summer at around Lions plus six and a half. As we speak on DraftKings right now, it is down. To four and a half. So as we speak, Lions plus four and a half, plus 170 on the money line. Over under is chilled around 52. Hasn't moved too much. Chiefs minus 205. I got betting trends for you. I have both sides of the coin to talk out, whether you like the Lions to cover, where you think the Chiefs laying points is the play. And then I got my three favorite props at the end of the episode. I think there's a ton of value on the board. Not going to be what you think. But I I rolled up the sleeves, baby, and I did so much research for this episode. I'm going to do my best to consolidate it all, not to over-prepare you for Thursday night's exam. And thank goodness we do not have the Duke professor as our guy handing out the Scantron. How do you not give our guy a pass on homework? He just beat the ninth team in the country. All right, I digress. We move on. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Only one time before Jared Goff's gone against this Chiefs team. And if you remember it, Monday Night Football, it was in the 50s. It was electric. Guy went for four tugs. He was passing back and forth touchdowns with Mahomes like it was hot potato. It was a spectacle. I I believe Collins talked about that game years after the fact. So everyone remembers it. And again, Mahomes only gone against the Lions one time. Not a ton in the past to look at as far as head-to-head, especially with JG switching uh, switching divisions and, of course, jerseys. But we look at this setup. And again, I've looked at the splits all the way up until 
the Kelsey injury, we've had money on the Lions spread, bet tickets on the Chiefs. What does that mean for those who aren't aware? You have tickets, overall bets made on the game, and then you have the overall money. Anytime there's a diagonal split, you got one side with a ton of bets and one side with a ton of money, and they're the opposite, the Costanza opposite, as I like to say. You have to pay attention. Now, this line hung. Let's start here. I'm sure you want to know. Teams off a Super Bowl victory. How do they fare? We know this Thursday night home opener. That is the luxury. You win the Super Bowl, you host the home opener. How have they done? Well, since the year 2000, the Y2J, Thursday night home openers, 12-7-3 against the spread as we, we debut the episode here. And beginning in 04, Super Bowl champs hosting on the 18 primetime game setup, 10-6-2 against the spread. Following the season, week one since 2000, 14-8-1 ATS. So I gave you three numbers, but all of them are above sea level. And again, 56-57% between those two numbers exactly is where you want to dance as a professional better. That's how difficult it is on the Scantron to get this right. But we do know one thing about this Lions team. This Lions team and Jared Goff, and I have some numbers here, and I had to, as I say on the show a lot, triple check the stigmatism. Not only were the Lions to only the New York football Giants, the second best cover in the league, they were the second best road cover. This team was 12 and five against the spread, five and two against the spread on the road. They beat the market almost week in, week out. And JG16, believe it or not, two things that are absolutely unfathomable. Jared Goff has never not covered the spread week one of the NFL season. He's six and oh. And you go back, all right, last five years, not Mahomes, not any of your favorite quarterbacks, favorite quarterbacks, but Jared Goff's the most profitable quarterback in the last five years against the spread. 48, 32, and two. You got to take that in. You got to sit on. But you also have to realize who he's going against. Now, I got some numbers here. They are conflicting because Mahomes and this Chiefs team, as a cover, not a great cover. Mahomes has never been, quite frankly, a great cover in this league. Why? He's only been favored in 84 of his games already. And believe it or stump the Schwab not, this dude in favor, 84 games against the spread. He's 41-42-1 ATS. So we know this. Teams getting more than three and a half against the Chiefs are a pretty good historic cover. Matter of fact, they're 37-30-1 if you want to know the exact number that was including 10 and four against the spread last season, 28 and 15 ATS last three seasons. So numbers would tell you based off the Jared Goff and the lions numbers historically week one and last year, coupled with the three and a half point line or more teams going against the chiefs, you would probably sit here and say, no Kelsey line moves towards the lions. You would take the, the the Detroit Rock City L-I-O-N-S hashtag one pride. But I got two things to say to you to buck the trends. And again, I'm not a huge trends guy. Week one of the NFL season, I want to throw a ton at you just because you don't have anything to go off. Preseason, how are teams in form as of late? And where are we at health-wise? Well, 
There's two elements, Kelsey out, and then on the defensive side, Chris Jones. I don't know what the hell's going on with Chris Jones. At least Bosa got a number thrown at him. They are so far away in botching this, and no Dunlap, no Frank Clark, no Chris Jones from the Super Bowl starting defensive line is scary hours considering this Detroit Lions team was the second best per PFF ranked offensive line coming into this season. Top five again. But there's one element I got to remind you. Jared Goff, although he's undefeated and in and, and week one and an incredible cover, he's two men. All right. Call it a Gemini in the astrology will. <laughs> Call it Jekyll and Hyde. Call it empty stomach, Snickers, hangry, and a belly full. Jared Goff indoors and Jared Goff outdoors. The discrepancy is almost unfathomable. This dude indoors, cozy, in the lion zoo. The guy's Ben Stiller in Madagascar, all right? He's juggling. He's twirling. He's dancing. Everyone's clapping for him. He's the talk of the town. He's 26 and 13 against the spread in his cushy, cozy den, okay? 16 and 5, by the way, in Detroit, in the comfort of a dome. Do you know what Jared Goff is? When he goes outside, when he goes into the animal kingdom, when he is not protected by zookeepers, he is a mediocre at best quarterback. We're talking about SoCal soft, as I like to say, in this grown man Northeast. He's 31-33-2 and against the spread. You mean to tell me he's two wins for every one loss when he's cozy on a Casper mattress in his home and he's under 500? when he has to go into the animal kingdom, if that doesn't scare the living, you know what out of you? I don't know what to say. Now, Mahomes, I mentioned to you where he's at all time. Teams against the Chiefs all time under one five, three and a half. How is Sir Patrick when it comes to the month of September? And again, we're talking against the spread, the game within the game, because the Chiefs are winning this game. I'm telling you right now, do not take the Lions to win this game outright because the pendulum's swinging. Now, sharp money and the splits before the Kelsey injuries, six and a half, probably the play. Probably the play. Lions with the points. Plug your schnoz, hope for the best. But now we're at four and a half. Now I'm looking at splits seeing almost 53-47 as far as tickets pending where you look. And DraftKings moving the line all the way down to four and a half has to be something. But in September, Mahomes is 13 and three straight up. He's above sea level, nine and seven against the spread. And in openers, most importantly prevalent here, he's undefeated, five and oh, never lost a home opener or an opener. And he's four and one covering, four and one against the spread in home openers. Here's an interesting thought as well. This is a team that won eight straight games heading into the playoffs. They had to win five down the stretch to ink that number one seed. As we know, only one team gets a bye. That includes seven straight home wins. So they are unbelievable at Arrowhead. Again, I grew up in the AFC West covering San Diego Charger fan. I used to remember the Trent Green, Priest Holmes, Tony Gonzalez teams that would be mediocre at best. Yeah, I said it. And they would just drive everyone up the wall, up the wazoo at Arrowhead. It's a different beast when you go there. But those numbers, coupled 
with Big Red. How is Andy Reid? And we know this, Colin, if you follow Blaze in five, loves nothing more than Andy Reid off a bye. Well, here's Andy Reid with a whole offseason to prepare for a bottom five defense, oh, by the way, and not just points from last year, but yards. Lions have been a bottom five giving up defensive yards in this league five years in a row. I mean, it's almost unfathomable, but a read big red is seven and three against the spread and nine and one straight up in season openers. The dude has won eight straight week one games. All right. His last loss. This is bizarro. Jerry world 2014 against Jake Locker and the Tennessee Titans. Do you even know who that is? I do. But Jake. Locker at home was the last man to beat Andy Reid week one. Really put that in your gambling coffee. All right. The dude is 44 and 22 straight up in the history of September games. And that's 16 and three since 2017 on 16 and three head coaching with Patrick on the chiefs and you're at home. Now you're probably worried. Because Kelsey's been top two and top four in every statistical category 2016 on. Receiving yards, receptions, touchdowns. How are they going to make up for it? Only MVS had over 100 receptions on this roster going into this game Thursday night. Have no fear, okay? What did we do last year when we panicked? How are they going to replace Tyreek Hill? Ah, da, 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 da. Patrick Mahomes, you can only prepare for so much. It's like going against Peyton Manning. I used to work with Javon Kurse. He told me when he was in the AFC South on the Titans, they would prepare for Peyton differently than every other team because of his ability to go to the line and Omaha, Omaha, shout out Omaha Productions. When you're talking about going against 1-5, you can only do so much. If you miss quarterback on Netflix, go back and watch. He is a shortstop and a pitcher disguised as a quarterback. Lefty throws, offbeat throws, on one arm, uh, on one leg. It doesn't matter. How he gets it done, he gets it done. So for me, the pendulum swinging at the book, six and a half to four and a half, everybody overreacting because his number one security blanket is gone. I think you have to think differently, and I think you have to pencil in this Kansas City Chiefs team minus four and a half. They're going to win this game. If you don't love the four and a half, go double result. Chiefs to win the first half, win the game. Jared Goff with a leash on, on a walk in the neighborhood, is mediocre at best. At home, he is a saint. He is doing the most in the cul-de-sac of tricks. You take him outside of the home. You put him in this world on the road and you're giving them arrowhead i'm sorry and if this becomes a shootout and i do want to mention this i have this week one openers you don't like a side take the over because mahomes overs week one five and oh and it's gone over by an average of 10.9 points per game so i'm on this chiefs team i'm swallowing the four and a half i could be sucker free friday on a thursday but i just think we are overreacting now to Kelsey being out. And there's a world where he still plays and the line moves right back and corrects itself to six and a half. You're getting a discounted price with the best quarterback and the best coach in the league. One, two tandem at home. And statistically, we really do have the numbers to back us up. I got three props for you. 
I'm going to go real quick. Uh, three, two, one. Not what you would envision because I'm going two running backs here, but I'm looking at the numbers. And again, there's a lot we don't know how Ben Johnson on the offensive coordinating side of things is going to come out in this game. But there's one thing for certain. If we've seen number movement at the prop shop for one player, it's been Jameer Gibbs, right, rookie running back out of Bama. Dude's got 4-3-3 speed. He is a pass-catching machine. You saw it in his year, his last year, 44 catches, 444 yards, over double digits in yards per catch. Did that in 12 games. You do the math on that, comfortably goes over our number. Now, on DraftKings, it's 32 and a half, but here's my thinking. Now, Chiefs gave up a top five number to running backs on the receiving yard side of things at 47.4. I look at this brand new backfield. I don't see David Montgomery, who already wasn't catching balls in Chicago, being that dude on this team. Now, Swift and Jamal Williams is a much different, to me, one-two with a top line than, than this Gibbs and Montgomery. This, to me, is a clear, clear fit. Montgomery does the goal line tough work, the third and twos, the fourth and one, should you go for it? And Gibbs, and you've heard the offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, talk about this. They may use him in sick, twisted ways because of his ability to route run, yak, yards after catch, and just simply catch the football. And I'm looking at 32 and a half here, and I cannot make the case for anything other than a comfortable over number. We don't know what this Chiefs front seven is going to be. Chris Jones is in Anthony Davis close. If you get the joke, I love you. Not playing. Dunlap Clark, not on the team. This should be a easy, comfortable number. Now, I was flirting with rushing plus receiving with Gibbs, and I was flirting with Montgomery. I don't know the pitch count. You don't know the pitch count. All I know is speed kills in this league, and they are very crafty with speed on that team. We'll go to Amon Ra in a second. He's going to get open. He's going to get looks, and he may get checkdowns. You could go over three and a half receptions, but you start to do the numbers here. His longest reception is 14 and a half, and the three and a half number, I think it's comfortable playing this really all the way up to like 34. We're getting 32 and a half. Gibbs receiving yards, my third favorite prop, real my first, but on this countdown. Number two, it's been difficult to look at this this prop board with no Kelsey and figure out any rhyme or reason of what they're going to do. As you heard me off the top, no one except for MVS has over 100 catches on this team. Richie James is new. Sky Moore, we'll see how he works in. Justin Watson. The depth chart is fascinating. Rice, new draft pick. How will they do with all these interesting weapons? I think they're going to go with a lot of what Patrick is comfortable with. And there's a guy on this team in the backfield that's not named Isaiah Pacheco. That is a reliable win healthy source. And it's Jarek McKinnon. And to me, off a career high in targets, a career high in receptions, and a career high in receiving yards, over 50, 56 receptions on 71 targets, over 500. You have to feel very comfortable with no Kelsey. He's going to be looking for something comfortable, something easy. And again, this Lions team, yes, a couple of new pieces, but CJ Carter Johnson ain't stopping the go. All right. And they're going to get the ball to McKinnon early and often to me out of the backfield. 
And there's a reason that Pacheco's sitting there at 10 and a half receiving yards and McKinnon's overdubbed. McKinnon is the receiving back. It would make sense that Pacheco could be because he's a smaller guy. But I mean, eight plus receiving targets November on for Mr. Jarek McKinnon and three of the last five games, eight, six, and nine targets. You have to love that. So I'm going to go McKinnon over 25 and a half receiving yards, and I'm going to wrap. Should be an easy one. We'll see where this Chiefs pasty shows up, but Jared Goff did not turn the ball over going on two months of the season down the stretch. Part of why they had that unbelievable closeout and just almost shocked our world that the Lions were this fundamentally sound. JG did not turn over the ball. Matter of fact, you bet on him to throw an interception. Any quarterback versus the league, that was the worst bet on the board. Jared Goff took that good a care of the football. But I'm looking at target shares and, and from last year, and Amon Ross St. Brown is number one, tied with Tyreek Hill at 32%. The guy gets more looks than me on Bumble. I'm looking at eight games, eight games with double-digit targets, all right? We know he's getting looks. We know no one can contain him. He's an unbelievable route runner. And... I'm looking at JG. I'm looking at this this matchup breakdown. And God forbid they start to get the run game going early and often. It is going to open up for no man more than I'm on Ross St. Brown. I'm comfortable with this dude getting seven receptions or more. A little bit of juice over six and a half has to be your favorite prop. Best receiver on the field. Sick with its speed. It's Goss clear, far and away favorite target. I think they go to him early. They go to him often. Again, receptions count on screens as long as you get over a yard. There's a lot of ways to mix and mingle this dude to get involved. I love it. So I'm on Amon Ra over six and a half. I'm on McKinnon over 25 and a half receiving yards. And I'm on Gibbs over 32 and a half receiving yards. Probably not what you would think I would go on the prop shop, but I look for value wherever I can find. And I'm on this Chiefs team, baby. Minus four and a half. Sir Patrick gets it done. Don't forget to hug your mothers. Chiefs Kingdom, week one. Paul, I want to bring you in, my man. Michael, that was a hell of a compliment. There. Hell of a compliment for yourself there with the uh, the Amon Ra gets more looks than I do on Bumble there. I mean, that's a lot of looks you must be getting, man. <laughs> Listen, uh, you, you throw up a picture with a dog, a lot of positive happens. Uh, not not me to take credit for that. No big salad credit. That's called a mini golden doodle doing his thing. <laughs> but yeah, no, I look, I threw a lot of trends out there, Paul. Um, I don't know how you feel about it. Again, you've danced as a Viking fan against Goff. Uh, of course, you guys have a dome as well. So him against the Vikings at your place, a little different, but any of those trends stick out specifically? Because I'm kind of blown away that here's a guy that's the best cover week one of any quarterback, never not covered, yet he's under 500 on the road. H how do you, when you're hearing that, factor that into which, which side you want to punch? Monaco, there's no world in which I am taking the Detroit Lions on the road against the best player in football, no matter, regardless of what's going on with Travis Kelsey. I, I, it's Chiefs all day for me. It's uh, I, I don't I don't care about this Lions hype. I think they're a good team. I don't think they're a great team. It's Arrowhead's going to be rocking. You, we we both know Arrowhead's one of the best stadiums in the league. It's one of the toughest environments to play in. Oh, I yeah. think this Lions team will show that a lot of people that they're a good football team and will compete in the NFC. But 
not Thursday night. Now, I did throw out that brief number, and I didn't get a chance to go over the over-under too much, but I did do some research on it. Um, Over the last two seasons, 23 of the 30 in the NFL have had more unders than overs. Two of those seven teams are playing Thursday night that were not of those 23. So Lions and Chiefs have gone well over uh, last two seasons. We're seeing a couple of key guys out, but at the same time, that number I mentioned to you, week one, Mahomes game's gone over by double digits. And the fact that the Lions were actually the best first quarter team on offense last year. I feel like the play's the over. 52 is a big number, though. You sit on any side of that coin. 52 is a big number. This feels like it could be a sneaky under. Because everyone's going to be so gassed up on the Chiefs offense. The Lions were so good down the stretch last season. It, you got to remember, it is week one, though. So I, people will think back to that. Detroit, remember what was Detroit Philly last year? It was like 60 points total. I mean, that was just an absolute shootout in Detroit. It feels like one of those games where it might approach 50, but I can see it being like 27-20, something like that, Chiefs, where 52 is just a lot of points. So I, I wouldn't go to the over, um, but I understand people who 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 would see it going that way. And I don't know if you were shocked, but I know you knew that Mahomes wasn't a great cover, but those September numbers in that season opener between him going four and one in his career against the spread week one and Andy Reid nine and one and seven and three ATS as a Chiefs head coach. (laughs) I I, I go that all day over Jared Goff, never not covering in the first (laughs) week of the season, especially how he's got to go on the road. No, I'm, I'm totally with you there. And I actually wanted to ask your opinion on something, Monaco. You mentioned yeah. the, the Kelsey injury and about talking fantasy later in the show. So I unfortunately happen to be a Travis Kelsey owner. Just oh. absolutely devastated with Kelsey. Have um, Jeff Wilson on IR as a backup running back. I have Terry McLaurin dealing with his turf toe. It's, it's not even week one. We're not even at week one yet. And I, I feel like I'm mid-season injury form. I'm looking right now. At some backup tight end options who I can go to replace him. If I don't think there's any official word yet on Kelsey, but assuming he doesn't play on Thursday night, do you like Noah Gray, the Chiefs backup, to come in and be effective? Let's even see if Noah Gray is on the prop board. Um, I'm nervous, man. I did look up Noah Gray. He's got two receptions in his career. Um, <laughs> it's not not that, exactly a glowing endorsement for for my backup tight end. I'm I'm terrified for you I, now. I guess if you're a Kelsey owner, you have to take precautionary measures. Maybe you go with Gray on a plug and play. But so so here again, are some guys. Here are some guys we're looking at. It's Noah Gray's an option, and then there's uh, Sam Laporta, Michael Mayer, the two uh, the two rookies there. Dawson Knox with the Bills, Tyler Conklin, Jets, Irv Smith in Cincy now, Taysom Hill, Chigi Aquanquo. I'm sorry, I, I was reading his stats from this year. He does have 28 receptions last year, my bad. 28, still still a humble number, um, but 28 receptions, 299 yards, one tug in his career, uh, or, or last season rather. I mean... I would probably pivot to a non-chief 
if you're forced to pick someone, I, I suppose that you go with him, but I'm at the point where you go with the backup tight end for the Lions, Laporta, before you potentially go gray. I mean, Goff loves his tight ends. Have you flirted with going the other team's backup and not the Chiefs' backup? I've looked at Laporta and I I like him. I think he'll have a solid season. I already have Jameer Gibbs, so I don't really want to double dip on the Lions, especially for multiple reasons. One, being a Vikings fan, I'm not rooting for them. But two, I don't like having two guys going at the same time unless they're superstars. So I'm a little sure. hesitant to do that. I'm looking at Dawson Knox potentially. It's just uh, Chiggy Akonkwo Akon- with the Titans, though. That could That could be a move here. That's that's potentially a move. We know Tannehill has loved this tight end. Yeah, uh, eight, five, tight, Titans tight ends have cooked for, I mean, back to the Delaney Walker days. Um, you know, Titans tight ends do well, especially with that run game, opening up the play action, going to a tight end specifically. I, I, I like that plug and play. Um, I guess talking further than this week with Kelsey, you know, you look at players weighing in versus media members. Uh, players, especially our guy Ocho, seems to be all right with saying that Kelsey will be good for Thursday night. It's a concern for the real injury that could come. Um, hyperextension is a hyperextension, but it's more just what where's the ACL going to be? In Waiting the, for that ACL. <laughs> a little bit. I, I mean, I wouldn't hate picking up if you can afford it Kelsey's backup, which would be Noah Gray, just in case he plays and something catastrophic happens. Uh, but I mean, you can't even find Noah Gray on the prop board at the moment. That's concern. So how are we going to sit here and play, or I'm going to sit here and tell somebody to play Noah Gray when you can't even bet him? That's Isn't not a it good amazing. Sign, I find it amazing that the Chiefs. Chiefs offense is so electric. Patrick Mahomes, everyone unanimously the best player in the league. Some people, I don't know where you come down the GOAT conversation, but some people are already calling him the GOAT. I heard you mention it earlier today. And when it comes to fantasy football, if Kelsey's out, almost all of their players are borderline unplayable because you don't know what you're going to get. Like Kadarius Tony, Marquez Valdez Scantling, Noah Gray now, McKinnon I like, but there's there's really no sure thing in this offense. I guess it is a testament to how good Mahomes has been and Reed, but it's crazy that the best offense, I think of the best offenses in football. They have Gabe Davis is at least getting a flex look for a lot of teams. James Cook is getting looks from Buffalo. Like you at least have a couple guys who get into lineups and the chiefs after Kelsey, it's kind of it. It's pretty bare when it comes to fantasy. In fact, I have, the most career receptions as we we segue out of here for those still with us. Uh, Kelsey had 100, 814. He's, he could be out. MVS, as I mentioned on the show, only one over 100, 165. Rich, listen to this, Paul. Richie James, 95. Blake Bell, 60. Tony, 55. Justin Watson, 38. Our guy, Noah Gray, 35. I mean, that's why I went McKinnon. I swear McKinnon yeah. is going to Oh, great feast. call. Great call. I, I, I really feel like it's it's... Mahomes is a veteran at this point. He's going to look at veterans in a game like this just to get through it. And I think that's a that's a real steal and a real value play there, um, especially being a guy coming off all career highs. But to to wrap up and answer your question, maybe you stash 
gray in your league just so you don't get caught. I mean, it's kind of like the fantasy strategy. You drop the bell cow back, right? A Saquon, a Chubb, a Derrick Henry. You kind of want to handcuff them with yep. their with their backup. I think we're at the point where you probably have to make a roster move and and stash Gray, even if he doesn't start tomorrow night, just out of cost for concern if, if something catastrophic does happen. This is your first round draft pick. This is people's top two draft pick in fantasy. You, you have to overcompensate for the insurance or you know everyone's going to be paddling upstream. It's like playing FIFA man down the whole season <laughs> with Kelsey out. It's not fun. So I think you got to pick them up. I think we wait till all the way before game time to decide, yep. see if Graven pops up on the prop board. Is And one final question to wrap it up. When you look at these other receivers that Kansas City has, I know you're high on Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. If you had to pick someone, if someone needs to try and find a flex this week and they're, they're looking at the Chiefs lineup of receivers between uh, Valdez Scantling and Tony and Rice, is there a guy there that, stands out a little more than the rest to you because I know it's 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 slim pickings but it's there could be value there yeah I mean you know MVS was was durable we played all 17 games but only 42 receptions on 687 for the year now his average was high in fact his average was 16.4 that's very appetizing considering his number on DK's 40 and a half you know, Tony is Tony is potentially the more glamorous play. MVS maybe more safe. I I don't know. I can't hypothesize whether Patrick is spreading it to everyone or he locks in. We know like Rogers kind of locks in on a favorite target and stays with him. Certain guys like one guy. Mahomes seems to spread. He seems, he to, seems spread. to spread. I mean. I guess I would go MVS just because that's such a low achievable number. Um, and I did look at his game by game stats last year, and he did go over that number, not as much as I would have liked. Um, but, you know, dude had, let's not forget, in the AFC championship game, did have eight, he did have uh, six catches for 116 yards and a tug, uh, virtually invisible in the Super Bowl. But, you know, targets, dude never got double-digit targets all year. I wonder when you're talking about so many targets with Kelsey, do all these guys get a discount price for their yard prop? Because Vegas doesn't know how to cap it because it's so one-sided on that offense when it comes to 87. I'd probably go MVS, just out of pitch count, just out of a, a durable guy that, I would say Mahomes doesn't not trust. I mean, Tony came in mid-season and he's only, you know, he's brand new. MVS is, has been with Rodgers for a few years and Mahomes. I would say I'd probably lean over 40 and a half with Scantling. Okay. Tom, I, I'm Right now I have Tony on my on my bench, but I'm debating making a move. Valdez Scantling is on the waiver. So I, I, I'll take what you said into consideration. Yeah, it's... It's tough. It, he needs to catch a deep ball for him to go over 40 and a half. He's just, I don't see him getting the volume. Um, I could see someone random like Justin Watson feasting tomorrow. Uh, that just makes everybody sick. Like Justin Watson's kind of come into random times and, and, and popped, but he just doesn't get on the field a, a whole ton or get a ton of looks. 
tomorrow so they're going to open it up. <laughs> so stay away from the Chiefs receivers. <laughs> Probably. Go uh, sit on McKinnon. And, I mean, if you're completely cooked for flex options, I, this, look, it's 286 and a hook for Mahomes passing yards. So clearly the books have him still having a game. Again, Detroit has a mediocre defense at best. They did bring in some guys, but I am going to have to be proven otherwise to see this Detroit Lions stop anybody. It's their offense that keeps them in these games and wins them. I think Mahomes, again, I think you could be getting discount numbers. I would say fantasy-wise, stay away from them. But on the betting prop side of things, you might be able to pick off a guy or two. Let's let the day play out, though, see how this Kelsey injury officially gets inked. But we're both on the Chiefs, baby. Not a bad way to go out, kick off the season. Not a bad way at all. Go Chiefs. You cannot stand to have the Lions win this game. It will be absolute hell on earth. Interconference battle. We need the NFC North's chalk to catch an L. Paul needs it for the Vikings. I need it for the Bears. None of us on the Lions. Uh, again, it's a team that was underrated and undervalued at the books. Now they got their highest win total since I don't know how long, and they're the chalk of the North. You always got to do what less people are doing. I'm not saying that's the case for this particular game um, because the splits did show otherwise, but now that we have new information, got to read and react. I'll take the discounted number, and we'll see how we shake out. So that's Thursday Night Football, baby. I can't wait for Paul Let's from my Monaco. We'll double down on Don't Forget to Hug Your Mother. See you tomorrow for Week 1 Best Bet. The Volume.